Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible and it starts with you. Get out your field notes and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so this is a really fun episode. Mitchell Levy. If anybody is on LinkedIn, you know Mitchell because he's just a standout. I mean, he's got just thousands of followers. He is somebody that you need to connect with for sure. So I'm just going to make that point right now because clients are attracted to Mitchell because he helps businesses that feel invisible and he wants humans who want to be seen as credible. So he's got this credibility nation community and it's this engagement and clarity superpower. So you can already tell why we've got Mitchell as a guest. We talk about he's married. He has built over 20 companies. So again, entrepreneur, business owner, 20 companies, you're really going to understand. And then Mitchell has this thing for over 21 years, they've been going to Europe and they take a month and go to Europe. And so just, you know, how does he carve out the space to make that his reality? We have that conversation and he's really always talking about his life purpose. So we talk about his origin story, which I think a lot of people are always very interested when they find people like Mitchell and and look at the dynamics of somebody that's just so powerful, makes such an impact and does so so many things. So, you know, we kind of dissect down talking about who our clients are, how we serve them and how to be the best in that space. And so this episode is just powerful. He talks about, is there such a thing as being too independent? Is our individuality not serving us at a different level? So enjoy this. We talk about clarity superpowers. That is a very, very big piece of it. So Mitchell Levy, connect with him on LinkedIn. Look at who he is because you'll understand why we had him as our guest to start out this new year of 2022 to serve you at our highest level for having it all. So enjoy the episode and I'll be with you again next week. Okay, welcome back to 22 Minutes to Having It All podcast. We've got Mitchell Levy with us. Now, he works with businesses that maybe feel invisible and he works with people who want to be seen as credible. He's built Credibility Nation, which is a community engagement. He also says that clarity is his superpower. And so Mitchell, that's the reason why we want to have you on this podcast episode today. So thank you for joining us. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. So define what this means. I mean, when somebody's feeling invisible, tell us about those examples when businesses are coming to you and saying, Mitchell, I'm feeling invisible. Things are not happening. What does that even mean? So there's a couple of different reasons why companies will feel invisible. And we'll just give you two. One, they're playing in the wrong playground, right? Their prospect base lives on a platform, let's just say LinkedIn, but somehow they've got talked into doing something something on Clubhouse or TikTok or Instagram, and that's not where their prospects play. But because someone convinced them to play elsewhere, 
they're just playing at a place where they know better, where they, what, what, where, just to be clear, you got to play where your people are. All right. Okay. So it's not so much as being comfortable as much as being exposed in the right place. Yes. It's having exposure in a place in which your prospects hang out. They, they need to see you. Your people need to see you. Now, but here's the other thing. 98%, the majority of people that I interviewed, and I interviewed over 500 people on credibility, the majority of them cannot articulate with clarity their purpose. They can't articulate who they serve and the pain point they address in 10 words or less. And so the thing is, even those people who I interviewed who are well-known, if they're not letting the world know what their purpose is, they too are invisible. Okay. So why, why such a large percentage of people? I mean, we know ourselves, right? Or we should. Why is it so difficult for businesses to connect? Is it, does it literally just come down to content and lingo? Or is there an actual inner soul purpose of really knowing what your purpose is? Which one is it? Mm. I'm going to say it's one, two, and three. <laughs> okay. So yes, sometimes it's lingo and having a common language. Yes. Sometimes it is really under, not understanding who we really are in our soul. And some people do and some people don't, but they can't express it. And then let me give you a third. And the third is all the experts that are out there. They're experts because they've followed an approach, a routine that worked for somebody else in the past, and they want that to work for you. So they're basically taking cookie cutter approaches and you're trying to apply somebody else's cookie cutter approach to your situation. Yeah, that happens a lot. That's resonating for any entrepreneur that is listening that, yeah, that's ding in the bell right now because I think you're right. So why do we do that? Why are we following someone else's path and not charting our own? Oh, sometimes people are afraid. You're afraid to come into your own power. You're afraid to actually be truthful and honest and be sincere because, you know, we've, we've not been taught to show vulnerability. We've not been taught to be transparent. We've, been not, we've not been taught when we're talking to a prospect and they ask a question for us not to have the answer. But the best thing you could possibly do if you don't have the answers is to say that. I don't have the answer. I'm going to find it for you and I'll get back to you now. The second best thing you could do is actually get back to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The money's in the follow-up, right? I mean, it's one thing. You don't want to be a one-hit wonder and just have a, a one action. But yeah, it's that follow-up because that's the rapport builder. That's the thing that really connects Absol the dots. Absolutely. And billions of dollars are lost in that. Yeah, we put a 10% focus in everything we do each and every day around the follow-up because it is that important. So what is it about credibility? I mean, why did you embrace that, Mitchell? Like, was there something about your previous experience or your exposure that... Um, you're seeing a lack of credibility or you were just frustrated because enough weren't having credibility. What kicked you off to really focus on this as your, your space? You know, I think when I look at people's superpowers and who they are and how, how they serve, there's often an origin story. And yes, mine, mine also stems from back, from going way, way back to when my parents were divorced at nine. Um, and not having a father when I when when I was growing up, and so therefore I had no male role figure to help me understand, um, and and didn't really understand what a father should be, and and what what is integrity associated with owning that position. What 
What got me here most recently was was I did my first TEDx in 2017. What it got me thinking about is, hey, I, I the business model I had for my book publishing company was one that I wanted to change. And so I wanted to have a business model that focused on authoring books for business professionals who didn't have any time. And, and so 2018, I built the model. 2019, I went and got rebranded. And I came up with the phrase global credibility expert. And about two months later, I had a Napoleon Hill moment. And I realized Napoleon Hill, 500 millionaires think and grow rich. If Mitchell Levy interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility, hey, I'd have a book. So I do. You know, I've got the book, International Best Seller in Seven Countries. But I got something significantly more. I recognize the importance of us living, breathing, acting in a significantly different way. I recognize the importance of being credible versus following cookie cutter approaches versus I typically say versus being dubious. And so I I have a, a TEDx now for those that are interested. It's called We Are Losing Our Humanity and I'm Tired of Watching It Happen. So guess what? You can be a better human. You could run a better company. You could be better for your employees. You could add more value. You'll have more people get attracted to you. And at the same time, you're adding to the planet because we're being more credible with each other. It's a triple win. So, I mean, I, I, I think that brings up a very you know poignant thought process. Um, why are we running away from being so human? Like why, what's keeping us from being vulnerable? What, you know, what are the things that we're putting up the mask and really not being ourselves? What, what, what are you finding in the conversations that you're having and in the research that you've done that why we've gotten away from it? Well, people are afraid, but let's look at the bigger, the bigger macro level. In the old days, when we lived in villages, when we were, we were cave people, we lived in communities. And in those communities, it really was community. If somebody wasn't was was unhealthy, everyone would pick in. When a when a house or a farm or a, a, a hut went away, people would fix it. When the saber tooth tiger was coming in, everyone knew, right? And then we we went to this modern age, the industrial age, and what became more important is is money and fame and individuality. And, and being perfect, whatever perfect meant, not showing flaws in who you are and what you do, being able to have the right numbers so Wall Street values your stock appropriately. And that has permeated our society. COVID has taught all of us that, you know, the jobs that we have, the things that we're doing, we, we may not like it. We may not want to wake up every morning and get in a car and drive two hours or get on a, a car to a bus or a bus to a train and a train to work, right? And then spend two hours each way commuting to work. How cool would it be if we could just work from home and, and, and actually be more productive and spend time with family? And so what's interesting is we, what's come out of the industrial age is a lot of societal aspects that we now should throw away and reinvent. And so the best thing I could say, listen, if you're, if you're entrepreneurial and you've got something going on, who's your client? How do you serve? And how could you be the best person, the best company to, to be able to meet their needs and, and do it in such a way where you don't have all the answers. You can co-create your solutions with them. 
Yeah. No, I think that's, you know, when I started my personal brand over 10 years ago, I asked three clear questions. Who do I want to spend my time with? What is the result that they want to receive? And why are they coming to me? Like, what is that superpower that they're seeing me as? And just three clear questions, you know, who, just like you said, you know, who's the client? How do we serve? And then how can we be the best? I think that's very important. And oversimplifying, I think sometimes is a good thing. I don't think it needs to be hard, but we make it really, really hard. Why? I mean, from your, so credibility nation community, like what are the conversations that you're having in that space? Well, you know, the, by the way, you, you hit, first of all, you've got aha moments coming out of every work. Follow through is, is where the money is. Yes. Simplifying is simple. You don't have to make it complicated. So when I originally interact with people and what we do in credibility nation is one of the first things people get to do is they say, what they don't say, what is your purpose? The, the term I came up with is CPOP, customer appointed pain. So what is your CPOP? Now you echo this up front. Uh, for me, the, the higher level CPOP, businesses that feel invisible. So here's something, I'll leave this with the audience. Imagine when somebody says, who are you, what you do? If you could in seconds be able to create a playground that you play in, but you do it in such a way that you don't offend anybody. So how do you do that? One of the things we found from the interviews, when people talk to each other, if, if all of a sudden, you, if you feel like somebody's selling you, you, have, you know, you, the a hair on the back of your neck sort of starts sticking up. So what you want to do when, when is you never want to start with a value proposition. You never want to start with, I do this or we do that. So somebody says, what do you do? What you want to figure out is who is that audience you serve, as you mentioned, and then what is that pain point? What is that thing? Now, it could be an aspiration point, but typically, what is that pain point you're addressing? And so, when you can articulate a CPOP in a way, if you can articulate your purpose in seconds and people go, wait a second, and now here there are three possible responses. I'm interested. I might fit in there. I know somebody who might fit in there, or I don't care. You immediately know the I don't care. If it's the first two, their response is going to say, tell me more. Right? So a lot of what we do in Credit Value Nation is people actually share their, their CPOPs and we give feedback. And then, and then we're still, by the way, we're at the beginning stages. We're at the stages. We're still figuring out what to do on an ongoing basis. You know, we've got, on, we have specific education. We have places people go. We have gives and asks. We have the, the best way to think about for Credit Value Nation, it's a community you can go to where you can just be you. And you can meet other people who are on the journey of credibility with you. And what I encourage you, and we do have a course, it's a half hour course that's part of, of Credit Value Nation to help people articulate their purpose. And if you could say that, and so I'll, I'll give you the hint that I found most recently. Somebody says, what do you do? It's really hard not to say, I do this or we do that. So if you come up with your CPOP, mine starts with businesses. If you come up with your CPOP, what you can say is the types of clients that are typically attracted to me and then you have a small pause, and then you give your CPA. So the types of clients that are typically attracted to me, businesses that feel invisible. And then what happens when you put those four words, or it could be five words, six words, one word, you put those words together, if you fall in the category of somebody who might be interested, might want to refer you, they're going to then say, tell me more. That's when you can give your traditional value proposition. Yes. No, and I think that's important. And I and I do think it is something that we have to learn 
and practice and get really, really good at. You know, entrepreneurs um, are attracted to us and hire me because they value time over money. So, I mean, yes, it's a very clear thing. And, and I, I understand it. When you really do know your audience, then that's just a natural connector. And, and, and you want to be tantalizing. You want to be polarizing when you're having these interactions with people because those are the things, like you said, Mitchell, that tell me more. You know, there's something that you've done or said that, that really kind of tantalizes. Okay. So let's talk about this clarity superpower because I think, you know, we have the Maverick assessment. The four pillars are clarity, action, confidence, and risk. Clarity is a big part of our success. What is the clarity superpower? So I've done now over 600 interviews. I did 500 for the book. Over 600 interviews with people. And the first question I typically ask them is, is what is what is your CPOP? And sometimes, you know, you, you know when people say, oh, that's, that's okay, that's not... And I've got, I've got three other questions that we asked that help reinforce it. What often happens, and this has happened 98% of the time, is somebody is so stuck on the old school way of saying things, they'll put in the old format. And, and they, or they'll, they'll want to, you run an entrepreneur as you say, who do you, who do you, you know, what's your CPOP there? Well, authors, speakers, consultants, you know, professional service, like the, there's 10 words with just trying to put the audience in place and come up with one <laughs> in that case. So what often happens is if you pay attention to people as they're speaking, their excitement level. By the way, of the three questions you asked, the first one is most powerful. Another aha moment, ask yourself, who do you want to work with? So when, I, when I'm talking to people and I'm asking them, the what's your CPOP? Tell me more. What gives you credibility to do what you do? And the fourth question, how do you go about sharing your servant leadership? I ask in a different way. But when I, when I hear people respond, inevitably in that conversation, their excitement level pops. They're, what, what, what they get compelled about. And then you're just listening for those words and all of a sudden clarity is being able to articulate. And I've done this with everyone I've interviewed with, being able to articulate in 10 words or less, what is that purpose that is your purpose today? What is that thing that you have such, that the interviews or the testimonials I've received from people is Mitchell, I've been looking for clarity for the last two, four, 10, 12 years, and you did it in five minutes. Now, Marla, I want to say that it's not really five minutes because typically what happens when people come on my show, there's a 16-minute video on how to prepare. What I'm doing is setting a common language. When they get in front of me, first thing I do is say, listen, I'm not here for me. I'm here for you, and we're going to make you shine. And so, you know, the guard goes down. And then I start asking the questions. And, and what's really interesting is it's even those people who come in and the answer sounds really good. When I ask them to reinforce it with the following three questions, they often reinforce something else. And then, and then what, so what is clarity? Clarity is listening really well and saying, you know, I know you said this, but you know where your passion is? You know what I think you said? You said that. And, and then, and then to watch the reaction where they go, oh my God. That is what I said. That's what clarity is to me. Well, and I, and I think that's a rich conversation. I mean, you, you are obviously a very good active listener and a lot of people miss that skill. And because you are, you're able to extract some of the, the you know, some of those key points 
because you're focused on them, right? That's that's your wheelhouse. And it's just natural for you to listen to it and then state it back to them in a way that is just like that aha moment. So I think that's very, very powerful. Okay, so let's go into some tips or advice, Mitchell. Um, you know, if somebody's listening to this episode and they're dying to get some clarity, right? What would be the first few steps that you would recommend that they take in order to make that their reality? Hmm. I'm trying to say this without sort of trying to push people to Credibility Nation or learn about CPOPs or... I Listen, if you end up going to Credibility Nation, take the CPOP course, that by itself will be really helpful. Um, even if you do that, or in lieu of that, why don't you go to your friends, go to your business people and, and just ask the question, simple question, what have you ever liked about our interactions? What, what was it that I did for you that was maybe different than other people you interacted with? If I was going to, best question, uh, if all of a sudden I won the lottery and I had an extra, or somebody just gave me a check for $10 million, well, that, by the way, the real sign of if you love what you do, somebody gives you a check for $10 million and you still do what you do. If the answer is no, you do something else, you're not doing what you love. Right? So what is it? Ah, there we go. Thank you for making me think through this as we're talking. Think about the fact if you were given a, a check for $10 million, so you're recovered, whatever your material needs were for the rest of your life, what would you do next? And then go back and ask the three questions, Marlo, you asked before. Who do I want to play with? Who do I want to serve? What do I want to do? Right? And what gets me, what gets me excited about continually improving on that? And, and I think that's the, the thing is, if you, if, you could, if you can marry what you love doing with the service of somebody wanting to receive what you do, then... You're, you've heard people say this, you're not really working anymore. You're living. You're living and being a servant leader to others. And if you can live and be a servant leader to others, it to me, there's no better way to go through your life. Well, and Mitchell too, I love the simplicity, truly. I mean, whether you think it's simple or not, people that are listening right here are lighting up because you're bringing it forward in such an, an easy, peaceful way that I think that's very, very powerful. And I think that's why it's so effective. Okay, so here's one of the questions that we love to ask. What does having it all mean to Mitchell Levy? Having it all for me. So to me, I feel like I have, I have most of it. I have most of all. I'm happily married for 35 years, um, created 20 companies. Uh, prior to COVID, went to Europe for, for a month with friends and family. Uh, every year for 21 years. And I'd say, but I'd say having it all at the moment, I now have a life purpose that came out of the interviews. This was the thing I mentioned. That life purpose is tipping the scale between those in the world that are credible and those that are dubious. And, and so having it all is seeing in my lifetime that scale be tipped, seeing in my lifetime humanity sort of being more human be more humane. Wow. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think that's, it's, I love how you got yourself there and the way that you described it. I think that that is very, very powerful. And um, yeah, and more people get behind it. Okay, so we're coming to the close of the episode. Obviously, I mean, you've, you've hit on a few, few key things, but where else can we find you? You'd mentioned the TEDx talk. Give us some insight so we can watch more about Mitchell Levy. Oh, thank you. 
You know, you could always just Google my name, Mitchell Levy TED Talk. I've got, I've got two talks out there. They're either on YouTube or on TED. Uh, the one which is we're losing our humanity. I'm tired of watching it happen. Uh, that one will give you a framework for what credibility is. And then pop on over to Credibility Nation. Uh, in uh, Credibility Nation, one of the things that, that we do once a quarter is we do a five-day challenge. In a five-day challenge, it's called Being Seen as Credible. And what we do in five days, so here's the really beautiful part. You get to take the CPOP course so you know your purpose. And then you get to reinforce how you show up on and offline by being in alignment with your purpose. And, you know, the coolest thing is when people talk to you, and you get excited and your heart starts glowing because when they say, when they start talking, you're like, wait, I, I know where that is. I know how to solve. I Just the number of people who are not in alignment that they think at some point in time, they will, are you ready? Retire and, and actually do what they really want to do. I'm going to say to you, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, why don't you do what you love doing now? Make money of it. Be of service to others. And then, you know, that's what we do. So, it's in Credibility Nation. We do a five-day challenge. And uh, it's, uh, it's real nice. You get the first month of Credibility Nation for free if you come and join us. And, and, uh, and, and then the five-day challenge is, is a service that we give to all Credibility Nation members. Mitchell, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. And it's just very rewarding. So thank you for being our guest today. It was a delight. My pleasure. And I really enjoyed getting to interact with you too. Your insight is pretty powerful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.